You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 1st, episode 3256, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad acts. Enjoy the show. That's right. It is Friday, and we have a great show planned for you today. Dr. Latcher of Spring Hill Equine, a regular guest here, uh, had the chance to catch up with Jennifer and explain how veterinarians use the hoof app. And you can, how you can use it. Well, uh, you're wrong, actually. Now I need to start picking on you because I interviewed two companies who make hoof products at the show and they both pronounce it my way and say you're wrong. So every time you say it incorrectly, I'm going to correct you now. Where where are they from? Uh, They were from the Northeast. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're, all, we're, all wrong. where all the smart people are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, <laughs> carry on. What else are we doing? Also, I'm going to bring you a new interview from Ada. We're going to start having some interviews that I recorded there about new products coming to the market. You, We always said that you would hear about new products first on this show, and that's true today. A couple of new products we're going to bring to you, plus some really bad ads. And in the post show, we're going to talk about America's most polarizing foods. Or words like hoof. Carry on. <laughs> and that's polarizing. Uh, it's been the most polarizing word we've had on this show, that's for sure. That's because you're wrong. Well, no, apparently you're wrong, according to you're the experts. You're not British. According to the experts, you are incorrect. Uh, so there's a new Celebs with Horses that's out. I wanted to mention that. Grammy-nominated Western music artist Lacey J. Dalton talked about her passion for America's Wild Horses, the Mustangs, and the tragic accident that led to her to co-found the Let Em Run Foundation. She is a huge Mustang advocate, has really led her whole life for this, uh, wrote some songs about the horses, did an album with a bunch of other artists about it, raised a ton of money, and... It was a fascinating interview. I got to edit this one. Uh, and, you know, of course, Lisa did her usual, usual wonderful job on it. So if you haven't subscribed yet to Celebs with Horses, they have three episodes out. Go subscribe on your podcast player. Auditors, it was put in your feed yesterday. So you'll get to, you'll get to hear it there. But uh, I'm proud of what she's doing with that show. She has one a month coming out. I don't know who the next one is. She doesn't really tell me ahead of time. But... uh you're going to like this Cause interview. Because you'll blab. Because <laughs> you'll blab. It's a secret. <laughs> if, you're into, uh, if you're into Mustangs at all, this is a good episode to take a listen to. All right. Daily Winnie time. Two auditors with birthdays, Charlie Ann Stevens and Gron Ram, who is from Sweden. We have so many Swedish listeners. It's so cool. And it's your turn. Well, 
you went to Sweden, I'm going to just go to my front yard. Today's the day. I'm so excited because if you guys remember, I had my shed, a big giant running shed destroyed by the tornado. And uh, so I was able to take all my insurance money that I collected and buy a giant garage for hay storage and a giant another big run and shed and these are going to match my barn i'm so excited and they come here today so the point of me telling you this glenn is um we may get phone calls because it's here so (laughs) to cut it's because i have to go down tell chad go get stuff thank you i'm so glad he's here (laughs) well yes i'm I'm glad you're finally getting your shed i mean you're gonna have to post pictures we have to see i I will i I will i'm excited just because it's just like missing pieces and it's just like things that you need to function in your existence. And I've imp- I'm improving on all of it and just making my farm a little bit more uh, user friendly and functional and less work because right now this hay storage we have is like a carport with tarps that are, well, that's we have in, in yeah. tornado Valley. What's great. Yeah. So we've got the tarp on the north side and we've got it like with little grommets and hay twine tying it together. And um, the wind we get here, the wind comes sweeping down the plate. All of the Oklahoma wind comes through and it tears the tarp probably at least every (laughs) once every month. And so what happens is my husband has to go out and climb up on the ladder and fix the grommets where the tarp is and the bailing twine is broken. So he goes up there and then he just cusses. Like, I mean, it's a thing. It's a problem. So he's constantly having to keep my hay dry. And anytime it rains, it still gets wet. And then I've lost hundreds of dollars in hay and then blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, I think he's very excited because I said, you know, we got this money. What can I improve for you? And he was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, how about we get somewhere for the hay to go? And he was like, yes, Yes. (laughs) that's please. (laughs) So peace on earth will reign (laughs) after today. This stupid thing gets delivered. Hey, I wanted to. You've been posting a ton. I remember two months ago, we had we had somebody on, or we talked about the fact that none of us can grow gardens very well, and it's just been we've been terrible at it. Except for you now, mm-hmm. I've seen so many pictures of your bountiful bounty out of your garden. What happened? Um, no, I I've always loved garden like. I don't like gardening without a purpose. So I love gardening and and doing things that will then feed me. (laughs) So everything has to be We haven't been great at that. Well, I I haven't, but I've also been in Arizona where everything is just terrible, (laughs) you know, and, uh, but I finally found a place this year. I tilled it like crazy. I really did the like pre-work. I took the manure pile and like all my manure, put it in it. I mean, I I, like dialed this thing in and oh my gosh, I have had fresh, let's see, I did tomatoes, okra, beans, squash, zucchini, cucumber, cherry tomatoes, Roma tomatoes, big tomatoes. I have tomatoes coming out of my ears, y'all. So uh, yeah, it really took off this year. I did plant watermelon and cantaloupe and uh, those, 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 those were those were failures, but I did get some spaghetti <laughs> squash. I did get some cool things. Um, and I'm at the point now where it's, you know, end of August, everything's starting to dwindle down except for like a couple okra and beans are going crazy. I've, I've literally canned 30 plus 
cans, jars of tomatoes. I mean, I have been on it. Now I'm really, really tired of it. Like I just, <laughs> I'm over, I don't care anymore. And, and Chad's like, have you picked the garden? I'm like, uh, I, I don't want to do something with <laughs> I'm tired of it. I've just picked so many tomatoes. I'm like just over it. And now the okra is like, we're ready. And I'm like, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm so over it. There's a picture. I saw this picture and it's like, day one of planting a garden and it's like this Pinterest girl and she's looking all made up and she looks beautiful and she's like on her hands and knees and she's like sowing the seeds and then it's like the end of gardening season it's like this haggard dirty bedraggled like mess of a woman I'm like that's me that's me at this point I look homeless out there I just yeah but but I feel like I've done well I've I've had a billion jars of jalapenos I've pickled and I mean like well look at me pickling jalapenos I, I, Glenn. I just I am in disbelief I, I I was wondering do you qualify as a homesteader now so I looked it up you want to uh -oh. hear the definition of a homesteader? Uh, okay, okay. A homesteading is a lifestyle of self-sufficiency. It is characterized by subsistence agriculture, home preservation of food, and may also involve small-scale production of textiles, clothing, and craft work. So you got part of that. <laughs> I need to start making clothes. I don't, I don't see you making your own clothes. But I, let you, me just tell you You're right preserving now, I, food. I am. I am. I'm preserving food. I'm growing it. I have chickens. I make the eggs. I'm trying to, you know, my husband, ha we have $9,000 worth of powdered food in case the apocalypse happens because that's what my husband did uh, without me knowing. Uh, this giant delivery of food shows up. Yeah, we're ready. We're ready. You're a homesteader and a prepper. I <laughs> oh my god! You're a homesteading that's prepper. That's terrible. <laughs> it's a new thing. I don't want to do that. Oh Home my homesteading god! Homesteading prepper, I love that. Uh, I am proud of sucks. you, though. You did it. You made Thank you, you made the garden work. And I we just we had that conversation in about June about how we suck at it, and now. You no longer suck at it. Speak for yourself. Now, I will tell you that my, um, I got, I got, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, Glenn. So I have my chickens and they always love to get released out. And I've had to start continuing to keep them locked up because there is some sort of predator <clears throat> coyote coyotes that come through every night they wake me up because you can hear them just, rrr, 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 but the chickens are locked up but they're taking chickens like at four in the afternoon and it makes me very oh, sad more that, brazen huh well i was like i don't even see them and then um the uh, the i walked out in the pasture and i was like oh there's one, there's one, there's one, or the, at least a poof of feathers that is the, mm, the chicken. The so they're not even taking them. They're like <laughs> grabbing them and eating them in the pasture. It's awful. So I'm kind of irritated about that. So my egg, I'm buying eggs. Point is, <laughs> I'm, I'm not prepping for eggs. So the chickens are going to eventually be all gone. <laughs> they're just going to be, well, no, look, I've... you're feeding the local population. I mean, I'm really tired of feeding the local population, <laughs> but my, my like couple favorite chickens exist still. And so I've got them locked up and they look at me and they're like, please let us out. And I'm like, no, you'll die. <laughs> so well, it's a I, mess. I, I want to get to the bizarre story of the week, but I want to tell you that I spoke to Zach. Remember our conversation about everybody should have a Zach? Zach's the the uh, the good old boy that's cleaning our property out there. Yeah, Ke Kevin's the one bringing my shed. So, <laughs> so yeah. there you go. You have your own Zach. Well, I spoke to Zach last night. He's been out there bulldozing and you know uh, taking the brush and trees out that are dead. 
and uh, he's got about another week to go on it. But he said, I said, yeah, we're probably going to come out this weekend and see your progress. He said, well, be very good. And of course, Zach is, a, he's got a Southern accent. He's, it's just what you would picture. And he said, uh, he said, well, be careful in the front of that property. I killed a big old rattlesnake there yesterday. Oh, my gosh. We walked through that property. Remember I said you couldn't even see the ground. It was so overgrown. And we were, like, hacking our way through. We probably walked over rattlesnakes. So he said, yeah, just be careful. Walk on the parts I already did. You're <laughs> lucky to be alive, my friend. <laughs> I said, all right, no problem. And today, exciting, too, we're ordering the barn. We Jennifer has... Uh, you decided on something? Yes, what are you we getting? We're... we're I don't think I can describe it. It's almost kind of like they build a lot of these in Florida where it's it's a big it's a bar, pole barn kind of thing and then they put the tack room an enclosed area for the tack and hay and stuff in the back and then in the front the stalls get built out in the open area so there's a lot of airflow and then one side is is kind of enclosed to the open area so I, it's kind of hard to describe but there's a lot of those in Florida just to keep it more open for airflow so, so is there like a middle aisle way? Yeah. Yes, or is there's it just like a, the stalls? Yes, there's yes, and it, there's doors in both of the enclosed spots where the tack room and the hay storage and stuff is, and then I'll build out the stalls. We'll build the stalls ourselves. We know how to. That's do That's what so. I was wondering too. So yeah. you have to put in the actual yes. stalls. So and this all is the a metal things. building, hurricane rated, and all of that, and then we put in the stalls and stuff, which. We've done before, so it's not a big deal. But yeah, oh, so that, you're going to be cussing. Four oh to, my god! <laughs> four to eight weeks. That should be showing up at the property. Hopefully, if we get the permits, that's the other thing. We got to go now through the permitting process, so that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm. I we were when we were discussing where where to put the garages this morning. Chad's like, hmm, did we uh, did we you know get any permits or anything? I'm like, no, no, we didn't. She's <laughs> like. Think we need those, and I was like, you know what? Ask for forgiveness. Well, you're replacing one that was already there, so yeah, kind uh, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> now, certain counties require permits for certain things. Like some counties, you can put a shed up; they don't care. You know, there's no water running to it or anything. They don't care. But uh, some this county, this rural county we're moving into, has all these requirements. It's weird. I told Chad, I was like, "Here's the thing, hon. We're not building it on the property. It's coming and it's going to yeah, be delivered. Oh, so we're not count. building it." And he was like. <laughs> So what does that matter? I'm like, well, we're not building it. It's just going to be put there. <laughs> Maybe I should take this part out of the show. I'm sure the county permitting <laughs> office is listening right now. Let's get um, on to the bizarre story of the week and keep Jamie out of trouble. Um, I don't know what they do if they find you. Or, I don't know what they do if you don't get the permit. They, well, I'm never going to find out because I'm going to be like, yeah. well, we didn't build it. It yeah. just got put here. Yeah, and the only they're way gonna they're going like, to know is if your neighbor tells them. So, uh, oh. Your neighbor loves you, so that should good be a news problem. is, yeah, we're super. Everybody <laughs> loves us, so bizarre story of the week. And I thought about making this the loser of the week. It kind of qualifies for both. Tatiana Remley is forty-two years old, and she was taken into custody by the San Diego County Sheriff's Department on August the second during a sting operation at the Starbucks. There's so many bizarre things. So, okay, wait. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's the first bizarre thing. operation at, at the, the Starbucks. Starbucks. You ha I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> um, local reports indicate the couple who were behind the doomed acrobatic equestrian show, Bulletaire? 
Do you remember that one? B-A-L-I-T-A-R? We must have talked about it at some point. Had a volatile history filled with previous divorce filings that they did not follow through on and accusations of abuse. So here we have this husband and wife. The husband's name's Mark. She's Tatiana. 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 Well, uh, she filed for divorce from her husband of 12 years. And as part of the court proceedings, you ready for the next bizarre part? Okay. Uh, she was ordered to drop her monthly spending from 50000 a month to 12000 a month. Wait, or- huh? <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, they have an equestrian like yes. show that Well, they did. It, it failed. failed. It went belly up. So the equestrian show was history, but she's still at the farm out there in San Diego County. And we all know that you can't run a farm for 50000 a month in San Diego County, let alone 12000 a month, which we, she was dropped to. Well, she got pissed. How she, is she able to survive? Well, that was the Poor problem. Thing. She wasn't, apparently. <laughs> she, that was unacceptable to her. So she went to a mutual friend and offered the mutual friend $2 million to kill her husband. Wait, what? <laughs> That's the next bizarre thing. So she goes to a mutual friend. Now, get what I'm saying. A mutual friend of her and the husband. And offered the mutual friend $2 million to kill the husband. In that one sentence, there's so many questions. Like, if you have $2 million to give to a killer, you can afford to make up the difference between 12 k and 50 k a month. For a little while, anyway. The other thing is, you go to a mutual friend. Guess what the mutual friend did, Jamie? I'm going to guess the fact that he probably told. He told Mark, her husband of the plan, who then called the police, as you do, and they set up a sting at the Starbucks. So she thought she was going in to pay the, uh, or to talk to the killer. And it was actually an undercover agent because as we've learned in the movies, no hire for hire killer is not an undercover agent. They're all undercover agents. Yeah. Uh, also her husband claims that she set fire to their $5 million home in the swanky Del Mar, uh, community just days after she allegedly tried to solicit a hit on him. Okay, hold on. Let me so, let me get this straight. Yeah. Okay, so Tatiana yeah. is wondering, she wants to divorce her husband. Seriously have some money somewhere, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not through the equestrian world. It's just they just have money. So she's like, my husband is trying to take a lot of my money and use my expenses. So instead of just divorce him, I'm going to have him murdered. So then she calls a friend, a mutual friend, and says, hey, Help me figure out how to get my husband murdered, and I'll give two million dollars. So the 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 friend calls the police and and then t- tells Tatiana that there's somebody uh, that is going to <laughs> do the job. Right so, <laughs> so they go at this point. They're supposed to meet at the Starbucks to figure out and and detail the murder for hire situation. Even though the mutual friend is not the guy who's supposed to kill him. Why are we never at the Starbucks when fun things like this happen? <laughs> oh, my God. Because I go through drive through I need to go in. <laughs> okay, there's more bizarre. Do you want to hear more bizarre about this? Oh, my God. Okay. Tatiana, this is a throwaway sentence in the story, which, which caught my attention. The, the exact details of how Tatiana, who has Mark's name tattooed on her stomach, asked for him to be killed have not been shared by the police at this time. Wait, what was that? 
What was the reason for telling me that she has Mark's name tattooed I on her I don't know, stomach? but it was thrown in the story. <laughs> Maybe because it was the Daily Mail. <laughs> where did, I was say, where is the Daily Mail? So it's probably a picture of the tattoo. So Mark's name is tattooed on her stomach. That she tries to kill him. So but there's they don't know how they haven't shared by the police on what no. murder for hire. No, she didn't. Re- reason. But or, guess what? She also had two concealed firearms in her vehicle and didn't have a permit for either one. So they arrested her for that too. So I feel like that's the least of. <laughs> but carry on. So now, all right. So now, if she gets found guilty of all of this, she's going to spend up to ten years in prison. That'll save her some money. Yeah, she, her expenses <laughs> will be down. <laughs> Just a bizarre story. So many bizarre things in that story. Okay, so the, she, the murder for hire, she sits down with a federal agent who's pretending to be a guy who is pretending to be a murder for hire. She sits down, talks to him. At that point, he goes, oh, you're arrested. You're busted, you know, and like goes and, and, and arrests her. And so she she has been charged. She is. Yes. Is she in prison right now? Well, that's the in- another interesting, bizarre thing in oh, this story. Oh, can't take anymore. Do you know how California releases everybody? That's a big problem. You commit murder and you're out the next day. They denied her bail. She's in jail. Oh, Well, that's probably good. (laughs) Well, she was definitely a flight risk, right? Um, So anyway, that was the first story. Uh, This one's less bizarre. Uh, Well, I didn't know this, though. At next year's Paris Olympic Games, thoroughbreds competing in any of the equestrian disciplines, dressage, show jumping, and eventing will, for the first time, be recognized in the starting lists and results as a thoroughbred. What have they been named as? Breeding unknown. Apparently, apparently... There was an understanding between the FEI and the World Breeding Federation of Sport Horses, which I've never heard of, that only member stud books of the World Breeding Federation of Sport Horses can be credited. So in other words, if you were thoroughbred, their stud book was not in this federation, so they would put breeding unknown. Is that the most bizarre thing you've ever heard? Uh, yeah. What was the, po- I don't I, remember that, like to see a thoroughbred and they were like, oh, we don't know what it is. <laughs> well, apparently in the books on, on, on the paperwork, it was always listed as breeding unknown. Sounds a like bizarre a, thing. <laughs> a bunch of people that are like, they're not in our group, so we're not going to recognize <laughs> them. They didn't pay us the $25 a year to join the Federation. There you go. So I do want to, one last story, and I want to thank Heather again, Otter Heather for, uh, for putting up with us and putting our horses up for the last couple of days since we had to bug out. Uh, she's been great. Her farm is beautiful. And she has some help over there. And I also wanted to give a belated happy birthday to Gina, who is one of her helpers over there and help helping us out with our horses. And happy birthday to her today, too. But that leads to the next story. Study show. This is not a full study show. This is one study, but I think we all knew this. This study out of Britain says grass may drive obesity, the obesity problem among outdoor horses. They determined in this study that grass is something that you really have to worry about with obesity in horses. Isn't that why a bunch of your horses and my pony wear a muzzle already? Because we already knew that. Maybe they, in Europe they didn't know. <laughs> Just, grass consumption appears to be the biggest factor affecting obesity risk in outdoor horses. 
Oh, that's so weird. I didn't know that. That's crazy. (laughs) And also, they determined in this study that breed was strongly associated with equine obesity. I think we kind of knew that one, too, didn't we? Certain breeds. Oh, you mean like certain breeds are more susceptible? Yeah. Andalusians and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Quote horses and yeah. paints. Now, I appreciate that people are still studying stuff in the horse world, but I just read this one and went, oh, well, then nothing there is new. That's weird. <laughs> well, good thing they spent money on that. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's take a break for Kentucky. Oh, you know what you have to do? All you have to do is go to kppusa.com and read any sort of article about it, and they will be more than happy to tell you all about horses getting fat. <laughs> and. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Spring is here, and so are pastures full of luscious green grass. Spring grass is high in vitamins, minerals, and sugar. Most horses have little problem adjusting to the changing sugar levels found in spring pasture, but for at-risk horses, grazing on sugary grass can lead to big problems such as colic or laminitis. By paying attention to daily temperatures and following a couple of simple rules, you can limit your horse's access to such sugar-laden grasses. In the spring and fall of the year, limit grazing or stop it completely when daytime temperatures are warm and nighttime temperatures are below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Under these conditions, the grass produces sugar during the day and it stores it in its leaves. At night, the plant transfers the stored up sugars to the roots and stems to fuel the growth. If the evening temperatures are cold, the grass will not make that transfer and all of the sugar will remain in the leaves where it is readily available to your horse. In the summer when days are sunny and nights are warm, it is safe to allow grazing in the early morning hours, but it should be restricted late in the afternoon or evening. This is because most of the sugar that was produced the previous day has been used for growth overnight. Therefore, the level of sugar in the leaves is low in the morning. But as the day progresses, the grass once again accumulates sugar in its leaves in preparation for nighttime growth. So later in the day, the more sugar-packed leaves become. Because grass is a great source of essential vitamin E, horses that are restricted from grazing, especially easy keepers and horses in hard work, may develop vitamin E deficiencies. Lack of vitamin E can result in sore, stiff muscles and neurological problems. Elevate Maintenance Powder from Kentucky Performance Products is an affordable way to provide your horse with the vitamin E missing from his diet. Each scoop provides 1,000 international units of natural vitamin E, and natural vitamin E is absorbed and retained in the tissues at a much greater rate than the synthetic vitamin E found in many feeds and supplements. Best of all, when you choose a Kentucky Performance Product Supplement, you get a 100% satisfaction guarantee. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. 
So for new listeners of the show, we every year, twice a year actually, go to something called WISA and ADA. WISA is the Western English Sales Association and ADA is the American Equestrian Sales Trade Association. And they have a trade show twice a year down in Dallas, Texas, at this big tall building. And they have about four floors of stuff. And this is where wholesalers and manufacturers come in and sell to retailers. So this is not open to the public. This is wholesalers selling to retailers. It's basically where your tax shop buys its stuff to sell in its stores. That is correct. And what we do is we do interviews with some of the companies there that are either brand new companies or companies that have new products. And we do short little interviews to introduce you to some of the new products coming to the market this fall. So you guys are the first ones to hear about these. You probably, probably nowhere else have you heard about these products. And I'm going to bring these short interviews to you over the next couple of weeks. And the first one I have for you today is with Kat, one of our longtime friends here in Ocala. She runs Benefab, and they have a couple of neat new products that can help your horse health-wise also. Well, I am here with an old friend who we just love hanging out with, and I think I was around when she started this company. <laughs> Yeah. I think we were, actually. I actually think you were. I think you were one of my first uh, advertising calls I ever received. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. Uh, So Kat is here, and she is with Benefab. And we we talk to her every Ada and every Wisa. This is my 30th Ada slash Wisa now. Is it really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And I'm your first stop of the day. Yes, first stop of the day. I always come to you (laughs) first because you're so bright and cheery. Oh, my. So you have some new products at Benefab. Tell us about it. Yeah, so exciting stuff. Um, we actually have one of our original uh, line, which is the, you know, Benefab stands for beneficial fabrics. So the original quote-unquote products are just the therapeutic fabric. So we've got a new colored pole pad out. And <clears throat> Glenn, you can relate to this because we both live beside the Greenway and we love it. Yeah. Um, and I trailer out to the to the um, trailhead, quite, trailhead quite often. And many times I'm riding back to the trailer and it's getting late at night, and I worry about bicyclists or something. Yep. You know, coming up on. There. Yeah, exactly. So, this is a reflective pole pad. So, you not only get the therapy, but you also have the reflection. So, for our listeners that can't see it, if you think about like a bike vest or something, you know, it has that reflective piping. So, it really does make a big difference when you're and riding. Is this one size fits all? or? It is, yes. So, we have. Uh, ponies that can use it the difference is it's got these little felgro enclosures um so they just go underneath the brow band area um and then for our big warm bloods that are out there but any kind of like head tilting um just for overall relaxation stiffness one way or another it's great yeah because it still does have the therapeutic fabric exactly yeah so increases blood circulation reduces inflammation and our customer promise is increased mobility and less pain in three weeks guaranteed with all of the benefab products but the pole pad specifically i mean we have a lot of equine chiropractors that carry it on their truck and what you find is with the with horses that tend to get out in their pole atlas area if you use these they're having to be adjusted a lot less because it just keeps that better alignment and when your neck as a human is in alignment everything else feels better and same thing with horses so it protects you from getting hit by a car or bike Uh, amen and it also helps the horses out in the meantime yeah exactly exactly it's it's easy it's a fun little product yeah what's it retail for 
29. Well, 29.95. I know. It's a great a it's, stocking stuffer. Exactly. <laughs> I know. It's an easy to use thing. It's convenient and yeah, I love it cuz it also provides that relaxation to one of the most important areas on you know, the horse's body. And you can also, this is a fun like pro tip, you can put it across the brow band and it will actually sit atop the governing vessel 24 acupuncture point, which is a natural calming and anti-anxiety point. So if you're like me and you have a horse that gets a little bit edgy off property, then I actually rigged my halter. I put a brow band on my halter and I use this trailering to the greenway. Uh. And they're just like a little, he's para, he's like a little bit quieter. He's a little happier once I get there and it makes all the difference. No drugs. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. What about the bell boot? You have a new bell boot, too. Yeah. Which the one I'm looking at kind of is scooter-sized. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> that's our small one. Exactly. <laughs> it is scooter-sized. Um, yeah, that's our yearling pony um, uh, size there. But, yeah, this is super exciting because we have had tons of requests for bell boots. We have a lot of horses that use the Benefab successfully for navicular cases and then also quarter cracks. Um, and we've had a lot of requests. Our quick wraps this that we've had. quarter cracks? Yeah, it will help with the circulation and hoof growth. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't realize It'll, that. Um, yeah. No, it absolutely. It helps with bringing circulation to the lower hoof. And many times that can be a big cause of it's just a lack of circulation. Scooter has quarter cracks all the time. Oh, Okay. All yeah, which is an imbalanced foot. But what it'll help with is the hoof growth, right? And yeah, what... I have found with our quick wraps, which they've been around for a long time, but people were getting the inner lining of the quick wrap and they were putting it lower um, to be able to help with quarter cracks and things like that. So we developed this um, this bell boot, which it's not a no turn, but it will help with the with the turning the way that we designed it. Um, it's not a specific no turn just because you find that. Um, they would rub the horses sometimes and some horses just can't handle it. So we have, um, but this is a smart one. So it has the therapeutic material that Benefab has in all of the products. And then it also has seven medical grade magnets over the acupuncture oh, really? points. Yep. So if you've ever seen, have you ever seen acupuncture done yeah. to the horses around their hoofs? So these little circles here oh, yeah. are all of the magnets. So if you've seen it done, they'll put the, you know, they'll oh. put the needles in there. Yeah. So you get a, a dual therapy and added stimulation to those areas. So pony, horse, extra large? Yeah, you got it. Okay. Yeah, so that's the yearling yearling pony size. And then we also have the medium and the large. So, and what are these? Do you know what these are going to retail for you? I oh know my they're gosh. brand new. You're putting me on the spot. I believe it's forty nine ninety five. Well, that's the right price, too. Yeah, yeah for a pair. And is it nuclear Velcro? Uh, you try to open it. Okay, it's nuclear Velcro. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it really is. I know. Actually, I tested it seriously. And well, those that's the have biggest been... problem with uh, hoof foods. I know. It's... Well, believe it or not, these have run through the wash three times, a machine wash. They look pretty darn yeah, good, right? Yeah, they look right? great. Yeah. Um, and they've been tested. And yeah, that's our biggest thing. My horses, is... okay, so my two warm bloods live in bell boots. And especially my one, he's real upright. He always has to have bell boots. And he's allergic to rubber. So it's like tricky. I have to get the fabric ones, whatever. And he loses them like mm -hmm. it's a bad habit. It's so frustrating. And then every time he loses one, he loses a shoe. And he's so upright. It's like a constant battle with him. He These kept these stayed on. They stayed on for a week during testing. And when will these be available? So they are on order for our wholesalers here, but they will be out for the holiday season. So by October. 
All right, very good. And I'm happy to it's announce that Kat and Benefab are going to be one of our title sponsors for Radiothon. And I'm she so promised excited. to come over to the studio this time and sit in with me. And be on and video. Now, now you're on the air saying it's going to be more committed. Yeah, you're going to have to hold me accountable. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, you were my first, or you were, we were your first stop. That's it. And now Look, I got, got the done. last spot. You did. So, Benefab.com? Uh, BenefabProducts.com. Benefabproducts.com. Yep. Benefab, like beneficial fabrics. B-E-N-E-F-A-B products.com. Well, coming up next, Jennifer got to catch up with Dr. Latcher about a new app that's out there that might benefit all of you. Well, I'm so happy to welcome back to the show Dr. Latcher, fellow podcaster and veterinarian who is in Spring Hill, Florida. Or no, you're in Newberry, Florida, and it's Spring Hill Equine. Did I get that right? You did. Yeah, there's a hill here called Spring Hill. So there you go. There you <laughs> go. There. Well, and that's that's important for those of you who are not Floridians. Anything over about, I think, 25 feet elevation is a hill in Florida. <laughs> y- yes. Spring Hill would be not a very impressive hill to anyone but someone from Florida. <laughs> yes. There, there's this urban, urban legend. I don't know if it's real or not, that the highest point in the state of Florida is the top of one of the landfills. I could believe it. That's for sure. I don't know if that's true. There's one that we drive by going back and forth to Orlando. It's right along the turnpike. And they've actually made out of, I suppose, the oldest part of it. One side of it is a park. (laughs) (laughs) It's all mowed. It has little hiking paths around it. But it's just completely bare, green, beautiful grass. So you can't use it eight months of the year because it's too hot. But they made it into a park. So you go to the park and go for a walk and, and enjoy the methane. (laughs) <laughs> Come to Florida. Come to Florida. <laughs> but that's not we have why we have you on the show today. Today we're going to have you chat with us a little bit about something called Hoof Map. What is it? What does it do? And why is it important? Well, Hoof Map is an app that we use in the practice quite a bit to document and foster discussion about horse feet. So HoofMap is a convenient app on your phone, and you take a picture of a horse's hoof, you put it in there, and you can put various different measurements and tools that help you basically evaluate what the hoof looks like from a very objective standpoint. And for us, what it does is it allows us to document what's going on with a foot and look at changes that are occurring in a foot and see if they're going the way we think we'd like them to go, and to also foster discussion between us as veterinarians, farriers, and the client about what's going on and how it's all going. And, you know, I guess I'd objectively be like, no, no, we're talking about the toe here or the heel here, and this is how we think we'd like it to go. And then, like, let's all sit down and discuss that from a measurement standpoint as opposed to, you know, I, I think it should be straighter or curvier, or, you know, whatever we come up with for discussion. It keeps it all much more objective. So this is a thing that you use with your phone, with the camera in your phone. It doesn't take x-rays. It's taking pictures of the outside of the foot, right? Correct. And okay. the the gentleman who developed it is amazing. His name is Yogi, and he is on the Internet as the equine documentalist. And he has many, many, many research papers out there looking at, he took x-rays of horse feet, like many, many, many x-rays and compared them to the actual horse feet. And so he has external markers that tie to the x-ray of the foot. Okay, let's stop there for a second. I think this this is something that may 
be lost on some people because for years and years and years and years and years, if the hoof was shaped like thus, this is what was going on. But now that technology has moved on a little bit, we're able to see that the hoof might look like the insides are doing A, when in fact we take a photograph of the horse's hoof and an x-ray of the horse's foot and we kind of superimpose the two together so we can see them both at the same time, what we think is going on on the inside might not be what we think is going on when we go and look at the outside. Correct. And that is, and what he has done is taken those two things together and said, okay, we have these general markers we can look at at the outside that are nearly always going to be following this going on with the x-ray. And there, in general, it is much more about the balance of the foot and what's going on from that standpoint, as opposed to, you know, we have something funny going on with the bone. So where we find hoof map helpful is the, the day-to-day, month-to-month, year-to-year monitoring of what a foot is doing when we're trying to manage that overall balance. Overall balance. Not, yeah. you know, do we have a laminitic horse and we're trying to manage something that is massively rotated? You know, hoof map is much more your day-to-day than it is we're trying to fix something very, very wrong going on in a foot from a metabolic or, you know, a a veterinary standpoint. So this is useful for keeping things from going awry because sometimes hoof balance, you, your horse starts going off. Oh man, horse off. Oh, his hoof balance is really bad, but that hoof balance didn't get messed up in six weeks. That hoof balance got messed up in a millimeter at a time over a year and a half. And that's what this can help exactly. exacerbate. Why can't you just use your phone and take a picture of the horse's foot? Well, one one reason you can't do that is that when you see some of the angles and some of um, kind of the templates that are on HoofMap, you could do them. It's extremely difficult. I've been trying to do them with a phone for a long time. But for example, one of the biggest ones I use is what's called center of rotation. So there's a template where I take a line. I basically draw it on the coronary band. I'm going to put a hash mark at the heel. and I'm going to put a hash mark at the toe. If I then divide that line into two-thirds from the heel to the toe and one-third from the toe back to the heel. So, like, we're going to have a little tick mark on that line that's more towards the front of the foot than the back. That, radiographically, will nearly always line up with the center of the coffin joint rotation surface and that is where that's why we call it the center of rotation and it's where the center of the foot should be so the way we then do that is we take a line on the bottom of the foot we draw a line there that's you know on the the plane of the ground then we're going to draw a perpendicular line up this all sounds way more complicated than it is when you see the picture but that line that's perpendicular, we're going to line up to that hashtag, and that's going to tell us how the balance of the foot is doing from a front-to-back standpoint. That is really hard to do with the available lines on your phone and get the measurements. <laughs> Got it. Got it. So give me a example of a simplified one, because this is, get, this is really hard to explain audibly. <laughs> Um, a really simple example of how this might help a horse owner and farrier working together. Is this something that 
the horse owner has, the farrier has, the vet has, all three have? Yes, basically is the answer. Um, I find, so I use it on my horse every time, my show horse, every time she gets done. I could use it on all of mine, but time is, is of the essence sometimes. So my horse in particular, she has very funky hind feet that like to get really long. We have really good research that long toes on hind feet and coronary band angles, probably less than 35 degrees. Everything in horses, by the way, and, and Yogi is very good at telling you this on this app. It, this is guidelines. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. hard and fast. It's a horse, but these are guidelines. So in general, if we can keep her coronary band at 35 degrees, we can keep her hind limb happy and we can reduce the incidence of suspensory disease and we can reduce the incidence of low back pain. And my horse loves to be extremely difficult about that process. So the farrier and I constantly work on, okay, we have shot a picture of her foot and we're going to see how she's looking compared to last time. And are we making progress moving forward on where we want her foot? And if we are making progress, what are we doing right? And if she's not making progress, you know, because she's mine, so we tweak a lot of things on her. What have we tweaked lately to see, okay, we were at 37 and now we're at, you know, 32. What have we changed from last time to this time to cause that change to happen? And that's where this is particularly useful for me as a veterinarian uh, and a farrier doing little tweaks like that. Where I also find it super useful is when I'm out looking at a horse and I say, you know, I'm looking at this horse and the toe is too long. And that's easy for me to see. But when I can put that foot into hoof map and show you a visualization of where it's supposed to be with lines everywhere, it instantaneously makes sense to all involved. And considering the number of horses I see at every socioeconomic level with long toes and low heels, um, this is an essential Mm -hmm. thing. Because I Welcome I can go I can world. go I can go to the slaughterhouse I can go to World Equestrian Center the percentage of horses with long toes and low heels is the same yes so <laughs> so this is this is much needed so where can people find Hoof Map and it's spelled H O O F little M big A A A P P where can folks find it. Uh, it is available on both the Apple Play Store and the or the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. So it's available for both Android and Apple, which thank goodness because I do not function in the land of Apple. So readily available on your phone or like a tablet is the best way to use it. And then uh, what you'll also need to do is then go on to Spring Hill Equine's YouTube channel and watch our how to take pictures of the foot because it's not as straightforward as you think it is. <laughs> there we go. Excellent instruction. And where can people find your podcast? Uh, we are on any podcast platform as straight from the horse doctor's mouth. We're on Instagram as horse doctor pod and the vet clinic is everywhere as Spring Hill Equine. For hanging out with us, Dr. Latcher. Always. Even under the best circumstances, travel is stressful for horses. We've all been there, stuck on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. You can make the journey knowing that U.S. Rider is there for you. Get peace of mind on the road with U.S. Rider's nationwide 24-7 roadside assistance coverage for both you and your horse. Join today at usrider.org.
You can enjoy your favorite equine videos all in one place with Ride TV, the ultimate equine streaming platform. The newly relaunched Ride TV has all the series you love, like mini horses and ridiculous ranches, plus top-tier training videos and event footage from Horse and Rider On Demand and BarrelRacing.com. Live the action, learn from the pros, love the stories. Subscribe to Ride TV today for only $19.99 to see where your ride takes you. Visit RideTVGo.tv to subscribe. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right. It's time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the month when listeners submit to ads from Craigslist or Facebook, and we just have a little bit of fun with them. Uh, uh, the prizes for this month are provided by Horselovers.com, the home for everything you need for you and your horse. And the first prize is an IRH helmet, a total value of $260, because they're also throwing in the helmet bag. These are helmets that combine the latest design with superior comfort. The comfortable chin strap features a quick-release adjustable Velcro closure. The moisture-wicking removable liners are machine-washable and include two thicknesses. They're terrific helmets, and they meet all the safety standards. And you're going to get one of those in your size. Yes, and... uh, If you win. The other one is a Kensington fly sheet and mask. It's designed to wider range of horses from lanky to broad to stocky. It has, check this out. It's got UV protective, uh, fly spray, insect protection, and fire res- resistance. I didn't even know they made those things. It's so cool. So you'll get that and the fly sheet and the mask, and it's worth $250. Over $500 in prizes, and the way you qualify for that is by sending us ads to Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com, and then we read them on the show. And sometimes we don't get to all of them. Who didn't we get to this week? Melody, Andrea, Summer, Kimberly, Nicole, Aaron, Taylor. All of you guys are still in the running for the prizes. All right, and we had a different tailor that sent us an ad and read it herself. Let's, by the oh, what happens when you read it yourself, Jamie? Oh well, let me tell you, Glenn. Great question. If you look at your at your phone and it's like has that little, you can just read something and audio and email it. If you send it, or they can, how do they send it to us, Glenn? The other way? Oh, just go to the website at horseinthemorning.com, and there's a little voicemail button. Click on it, okay. record, and it'll come to us magically. Well, if you get magic, it's magic. It's all magic. And if you get that in, you get double the entries if you record it yourself. Now, you also get triple the entries if you do it in an accent other than your own, because that makes me happy. Okay, we can't have any more rules like that, because I'm losing track of how many points we're giving to everybody. There's only two. Here's Taylor. Hello, my name is Taylor, and I'm going to be reading a really bad ad that I found from Craigslist. There's also no punctuation in here, so I'll try my best. 
Good, broke, easygoing gelding that anyone can ride. Will go anywhere you point him. Road safe. Been rode around cows. Smooth as it gets. If you can't ride this horse, you don't need one. You can't put him <laughs> on a trail that will get too thick for him. You ask, he does. He is four years old. He'll be the exact same horse every time you get on him. I don't a care horse? if you don't touch him for a month. He will be the same. No buck, no bite, no BS. Winchester, Kentucky. And my favorite part of this ad is there's a photo of them crossing a creek and the guy's about to fall off the horse because he's bolted and taken off. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> he's four. Wife, you have a choice of which picture you can put up for this totally quiet horse. And you put up the one where he's about to buck the guy off. <laughs> <laughs> and what does it mean when you're, the, the trail is thick? Yeah, well, all horses have a trouble getting through a thick trail if it's overgrown and there's no trail not anymore. I, not I this one. He's good. Hannah sent this one in. It's very short. A lot of short ones today. I've dropped this Philly price way down and no one has snatched her up. How? Born March 21st, 2023. Uh, Jamie, what's missing in the picture of the Philly? Uh, the entire picture, because like, the top of the head's cut off. The top of the head's cut off. That's right. You off. cannot see from, basically from the eyes up. You can't see. And it. if you were to measure, I would probably say that, I mean, it, it's a yearling, so it's probably, you know, 12 hands tall at the withers and at least 15-2 in the haunches. What is going on with this blessed little horse? Well, oh. the other thing is maybe you would have a chance of selling it if you would tell us something about the horse. Maybe what kind it is. It's you know. obviously everybody's fault because they haven't bought it yet. Nothing. Um, Allison sent a short one in too, and uh, this is PNW Horses and Tack Facebook page. I'm assuming Pacific that's Pacific Northwest. Northwest guess, yeah. yeah. Um, look... For a barrel saddle for a 16-4 hand horse. <laughs> what? What? What does that am mean? I, am I calculating right? I wasn't good at math. Is 16-4 17 hands? Is that really what it is? Look for Just look for it, Glenn. Okay? <laughs> 17 hands is big for a barrel horse, isn't it? <laughs> look for a barrel saddle for a 16-4 hand horse. <laughs> That's really stupid. Allison, like, did you have one? Wow. Did you send sell this person a battle saddle? I mean, 17 hand horses are super known for very, very good. What, they like, can turn on a it? dime, Jamie. One barrel horses, you know. And no, you like, have a 17 hand horse. That horse turn on a dime? I don't have a 17 hand horse. They're too damn big. Did, I thought you did. I thought one of them was going to be 17, close to 17 hands. Well, I hope not. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, Rosemary <laughs> sent this one in. It's our trailer of the week. Livestock trailer, $700, which is over our, our allowed price. Small animal livestock trailer, perfect for small livestock or minis. Huge tack area. <laughs> uh, needs work on metal, needs a tire, and one needs to be inflated. But has <laughs> but has a spare, not sure the status of it. <laughs> The May status of it? I've never heard that before. <laughs> May take trades, milk cow, young heifers, calves, hay, fiber animals. What's, What's the fiber, fiber animal? I've never heard of a fiber animal. Is that like a stuffed animal? They're made of I fibers. Don't I don't know. Are you Googling it right now? I'm going to Google it because I need okay. to know. I need to know what a fiber animal is because I have no idea. 
We learn something new on this segment every week. Five I, animals. I, oh, I, probably I, like a sheep. That's uh, a fiber animal. Yes. I've never heard anybody say fiber animal. I didn't before. either. What are examples of fiber animals? Alpacas, angoras, cashmere's, camels, mohair, wool, sheep. Look, we learned something new today. In well, any case, now I feel stupid. <laughs> Everybody else probably knew that except for us. <laughs> In any case, if you want a typical round-fronted two-horse trailer with a very small tack area that they're calling very large in wonderful shape. Oh, they didn't talk about what was in it. There's stuff piled that? up to the back of the back door, and I cannot tell because the sun was... It was a wonderful picture. The sun's right there. You can't tell. Listen, but if you it can want be this, yours for yes. a fiber animal. We're not sure about the tires. You might have to bring your own to get this home because <laughs> apparently one's flat, the other one's deflated, and this fair is... Uh, we don't know. Because it's probably under the junk in the trailer. And, I mean, unfortunately, Glenn, as much as you called me a homesteader and I was excited, I've now lost my homesteader card <laughs> because it's gone now because I didn't know what a fiber animal was. All right. Well, you're right. You do lose that until you get a sheep. Sorry. <laughs> uh, now I know, though. So who knows? Uh, the next one comes okay, from... Okay. If I gave you a choice, sheep or alpaca, which one are you going to pick? Can I have a like a baby sheep and then <laughs> for like a minute? Because they're really cute. Up. Yeah, they do grow up. Let's just not talk about it because I'm just going to get in trouble. <laughs> That's true. Because here's, I'll pick one and then some listeners going to be like, here's the one for you. I'm sure Jamie, there's one of our listeners it. that has alpacas that's going to be sending you pretty kid pictures soon. If, uh-huh. Yeah. And then I get divorced because <laughs> I can't have any more animals. Anyway, Savannah sent the next one in and this is the Facebook page. Arkansas halters, halters, wait, what? Arkansas halters, R.E. home, 800 and less. What? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what this means. But let me just read the article because it, it doesn't get any better. Rock E. Mountain Mare 10R. So... 14 R. So hands 800 in Lincoln. What? I don't know, Glenn. There's more <laughs> questions than answers. There's a pictures of, oh, I love how they have pictures of the horse and apparently a baby, maybe. I don't know, but I love the picture that they've posted that is a picture of the horse that is reaching around getting a fly yes. like, off of its back. <laughs> it's it, swatting its tail. Like swatting of... its tail and like going to bite its side. <laughs> Amy sent the next one in. That's very short as well. By Does, the way, Rocky is R O C K E. e yeah. Okay. Well, it's a rock E mountain. Does anyone have any horses for sale, 1200 or under, looking for a riddable horse no smaller than 14 HH, preferably a Western riding horse located in Pennsylvania? These are short and sweet, sweet and there. they just give us a whole lot more questions. Oh, oh no, I can't go on until, yeah, the comments, what I was going to, why don't you read the comment for everybody, because that makes okay. this. Okay, read the ad, and then I'll read okay. the uh, comment. Does anyone have any horses for sale, 1,200 or under, looking for a riddable horse no smaller than 14 HH, preferably a Western riding horse? I have a trail horse. She's 23. One comma XXX registered can breed her to my stud if wanted. <laughs> I knew you'd love this one. Oh, I can breed my 23-year-old to my stud and give it to you. 
for a thousand dollars. Please, please don't breed your twenty-three-year-old to a stallion and, and send it to somebody who wants to spend twelve hundred dollars. Stop it! Stop it! And by the way, Gelger stud. I don't know who it is, but it doesn't matter. You need to castrate that thing. All right, Casey. I noticed the next how they in. crossed out the names so we wouldn't use them on here. <laughs> Oh, it's so fun. I don't need, she doesn't even say what Facebook page this is, so I can go through. Amy, you got to let us know. All right. Um, thing is, there's other 12 other comments on the whole thing. So other people have helped, trying to help. All right. Casey sent this one in. Horse. This is a, it uh, looks like a Craigslist. Horse, $3,500. 17-year-old gelding was sold to me as a beginner horse, but he has not done well with us. Had a trainer look at him and he says he needs some training because he has been in a defensive state for a long, long time. No time right now for extra training that I wasn't expecting. And here's a picture of this poor looks like a... It's like a white something, <laughs> something type of horse, and it's tied to a tree, and it's wearing a Bass Pro Shop hat. I know, I know. <laughs> this horse makes it look like the sweetest horse of all time. <laughs> oh my god! Good tied luck to a getting thirty five hundred dollars for that. How I found Scooter when I rescued him, tied to a tree. Was he really? Up. Yep. Oh. Gonzalez uh, or Nicole sent this one in. Um, 1992 Ford Ranger regular cab custom short bed for $2,500. Oh my God. Okay. I saw the pictures. It has a couple of vacuum leaks and an exhaust leak. Speedometer doesn't work or the gas hand due to it not hooked up, mainly looking at trades. Has ran excellent for six years now. Just wants something different. Okay, so the picture is of the front of the car, and oh my god, what? <laughs> and then there's a picture of the car s- sitting headfirst in a ditch with its back end straight up. <laughs> it's basically run off the road and is in a ditch, like it's it's in a ditch. And, this is and a day you can- when you're posting pictures in your ads that you shouldn't be posting. <laughs> This makes me want to buy it. It's tough. It landed oh in the ditch God. and they got it back out. <laughs> you don't know if you got it out or not. It's still in the back. And so it's like a truck. Uh, it's like a little, like one of those, what, what kind of truck? This is, is an that? old Ford uh, tube, you know, just a short cab truck. The Ford Ranger, it's run off the road. You can see the tire marks. It's run off the ditch and it's in a it's in a ditch. So like the front <laughs> is in, on in the ditch and the the rear is hanging up and in the back of the trailer is a lawnmower. <laughs> why? Why? Do you think this is why it has a vacuum leak and an exhaust leak and the speedometer doesn't work? <laughs> I can't imagine why it doesn't work. That's so weird. <laughs> Could be a reason. All right. Uh, Lorene sent this one in and we're going to end on Lorene like we always oh. do. I'd love her. Good morning. It's Lorene Barden, and I'm going to read a really bad ad. And this is a Craigslist ad that's titled Horse Red Done, and done is spelled D-U-N-N, for $1,500. Do have papers of her mother selling for $1,500. Reasons, dot, dot. 
neck rain, lunge, sounds with kids or even other animals, comes by her name red, gets and goes by the swing of your feet or a slap on the ass, just as a horse should be. Oh, my God. And that's the whole ad. Um, Yeah, not sure exactly what they're trying to say, but it was pretty bad. Thanks for listening. Bye. Slap on the ass gets me going. (laughs) I mean, why not? Hold on. So I know we usually end on her, but I just clicked on Craigslist because it's always something entertaining. And this is in the farm and garden section. And it's $2,000 in Cromwell, Oklahoma. And it is a picture for sale, a male kangaroo. Why is there a male kangaroo for sale in Oklahoma? I don't know. Bless it. Is it a fiber animal? Let me look that up. <laughs> it's a yeah. Then I could be um you completely could be a homesteader. A homesteader. <laughs> <laughs> See, you should. That Fridays are bad for you. They really are. Oh my god! I'm going to make your day kangaroo. though. We're going to talk about some polarizing foods in the post show with the auditors, but I'm going to make everybody's day because it is National Chianti Day. So go out, and get yourself a bottle. Have a great weekend. We will not be here on Monday. We'll have best up for you on Monday because it's a holiday. This one oh, snuck right. up quick. <laughs> it's September already. So it's a holiday and Monday will not be here. We'll be back on Tuesday with, the, uh, with, with another episode for you. And then uh, we'll have a whole month full of uh, programming for you. I think I'm not going anywhere. I think you're going somewhere one day, but mostly we're going to be here next month. I'm, I'm, no, I'm gone Friday, remember? Next Friday? Yeah, that's what you're, one day I think you're out. Uh, one day. You know, one day. We'll Heading let you to Atlanta, Friday. go see my family, and I'm going to a Braves game. Oh, oh yeah. There you go. That's perfect. All right, everybody, spay, neuter, gelds. Does anybody work there still that you worked with when you worked there at the Braves? I have no. They have a whole new stadium. I'm so excited. Oh yeah, you you haven't seen that yet. I know. It's gonna be great. But that's after I get the kangaroo because I got to <laughs> do that first. <laughs>